I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. This is Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Weekend Radio. Talking about the Washington football team, going through the roster here and getting excited for the start of the regular season next week. And the put, question I put out there to the callers, 1-800-636-1067, is what three things need to happen for Washington to win nine or more games this season? Uh, and I do think what would make it a successful season is nine wins and a playoff berth. Uh, so let's keep it going here. 1-800-636-1067 if you want to chime in. The the position group that I'm worried about most, besides the O-line, because I, I I I will always worry about O-line because I've seen for so many years, no matter who's the quarterback, if they can't hold up the play for them, they can't be successful. Uh, you, you need time in the pocket uh, to go downfield, and if you don't have that time, you end up looking like Dwayne Haskins. Uh, so at cornerback, I'm a little worried because we don't really have one guy who is known around the league as a, as a playmaker. As a shut-out-your-best-guy. We don't have a Jalen Ramsey, Marcus Peters, and a Sante Samuel type to shut you down. That kind of a corner. But we do have a really good zone-read corner in Kendall Fuller, who had four interceptions last year, is looking to improve upon that. We brought in William Jackson third in a prove-it season after signing him from Cincinnati to play a much bigger role in our defense. But the guy I'm interested in seeing in the slot, and maybe a backup cornerback, it's the guy that knocked Jimmy Moreland off the roster, and that's Benjamin St. Juice. And when Fuller is not playing on the outside, it's expected that St. Juice is, well, is going to play a lot of uh, snaps there. He's going to play a heavy dose of playing time. He's six foot three, 200 pounds, and he's the biggest corner on the roster. His physical style uh, in the preseason has translated well and has let him on you know practice do a good job guarding Terry McLaurin. Ron Rivera was quoted saying, I think he is going to continue to grow and get better. I think he's just scratching the surface because of his skill set and because of his length and size. So I think a big part of this defense is can Washington get a third corner uh, in there because I do like the first two with Kendall Fuller and William Jackson the third. At safety, Jack Del Rio still talks about how much he likes Cam Curl. He says he's an intelligent safety who knows how to play any position and gets to where he needs to be on the field. Bobby McCain seems to be a serviceable uh, safety as well, and the player who has the ability to make that position group great. But the guy that's the X factor is the guy returning from injury that I've been talking about off season, all offseason, and that's Landon Collins. And I think since he's come back from t- tearing his Achilles, 
He shined in a couple preseason games, in a couple snaps, not really the whole game, but just in a couple snaps where he had impressive plays. He had a big tackle, taking about taking down a tight end uh, in the open field. And uh, Kendall Fuller was quoted talking about him, saying you can see in the preseason games, once he's seen something, he goes and gets it. So just having that mentality come from the guy in the back end is big for us. And I couldn't agree more. You need a safety that just sees and reacts. And your safety position is supposed to be the guy that, yeah, of course, he's supposed to be back there against the deep balls, getting interceptions, and making sure you don't get the top blown off you. But he's also the guy that needs to flash on running plays and on play-action rollouts. He's the guy that you need to see rush up to the line of scrimmage and make that tackle that stops you from getting a first down. And I think that's the kind of X factor that Landon Collins can be if he's hitting hard uh, and if he's and if he's taking good angles because that's where he struggles uh, is when he comes rushing downfield and then one quick juke and he's out of the play. 1-800-636-1067. Let's continue to this, this discussion. Let's go to Disco, Disco in Laurel. What's going on, Disco? Hey, Rob, what's up, man? What's going on today? Hey, man, I appreciate you calling. What's, what's your thoughts? So three, I got three takes. So three things. Yeah. They have to stop the run. I okay. didn't see that last year. Second, uh, third down conversion. They have to be good on third down. Yeah, yeah. And the third, and and the third point is getting as you as you mentioned, uh, getting pressure. Oh, I'm sorry. The third thing is, and I don't think anybody's talking about this. That end of the season run with five straight NFC East games. Yeah. Is going to be critical, and we need to be healthy. Down that, at least relatively healthy down that stretch. I think that's going to be the telltale of the season. I also think that with Samuel out, how important was that Deami Brown pick? Right. Because it, you know, yeah, that that could. I mean, I'm not. I don't know what he's going to be yet, but that was a huge pick. So because you got you got to look at it like last yeah. year. What what Cam Sims did was was I mean give him credit but like I don't think we can count on that happening again this season him making one handed no. catches up the sideline against Pittsburgh right that was a miracle right right but Awad you know another thing you know I keep hearing people talk about the schedule we got a t- we do have a tough schedule mm-hmm. but nobody expected us to beat the Steelers last year the NFL is filled with week after week of teams that shouldn't beat the other team. Yeah. So we might steal a few of those games that people are not thinking that we're going to win. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think we're going to win against Kansas City, though. Oh, you don't think so? You don't think we got a shot? I don't think we have a shot against that one. I, I think it's going to be tough for us to beat Green Bay. But I, I do think, like you said, it's going to come down to the end of the season. If we can win, I think we have to win four of six games in the division. I think that's the most important thing for me. But, but hey, well, let me ask a question. So if you don't think we have a shot against Kansas City, and that's a reasonable take, then what are we talking about with the defense then? If we, if we, if we potentially have an elite defense, then why don't we have a shot? Because, I, because here's what I would say is that I think even if your defense is elite, the Chiefs are going to put up 20, 28 points, you know, 20, 27 points, okay. 30 points. I don't know if our offense can keep up. But, but you're right. If our defense yeah. can keep it yeah. in the game, then there's a chance. Yeah, 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 I hear you. All right, well, thanks, A-Y, man. I love the show. Hey, man, I appreciate you calling. Take care, man. 1-800-636-1067. We got Drew in D.C. What's going on, Drew? You're on the fan with Adam Epstein. Hey, what's up, Wyatt? What's happening? What's happening? Hey, man, what are your thoughts for this season? My thoughts, man, I just say the name of the game is consistency, man, and making adjustments. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, and exploiting. You know, I think, you know, consistency, staying healthy, and, you know, and exploiting. I think this is one of the faster defense that we have had, you know, 
in God knows when, man. And that's all I wanted us to have. I said, you know, just imagine if this defense was with the years Kirk Cousins played. Yeah. You know, we'd, yeah. we'd be talking about a different Kirk Cousins because yeah. we didn't have a defense, but we was, you know, Kirk was throwing up about 4,500 yards a year. Yeah. So I'm just saying, man, with this defense, these guys stay consistency, man. And we finally got linebackers, man, that can run with these tight ends. And like I was telling uh, the gentleman earlier, um, I think we have a tight end with Logan, man. I think he could be one of the elite tight ends, man. Man, if they really, you know, utilize him. I know everybody talk about McLaurin and D. Brown and stuff like that. But we got to start doing what these other teams are doing, you know, like Kansas, Kansas City and these key tight ends, man. Use Logan, man. And I just want to tell you all keep up the good work, man. I appreciate the call, man. I, I couldn't agree more with, with Logan Thomas being a massive, massive part about of this offense. I, I said last week I, I made the, the crazy hot take that we could be looking at Logan Thomas being an all-pro. Not just a pro bowler, but a, a top-two tight end in the entire league uh, because I, I think he's going to get that many targets. I, I think he's going to get – there's a chance he gets that many catches. Last week on my show, uh, if you missed it, you can go check out the podcast – the Overtime 106.7 The Fan Podcast, or if you miss any of this show, you can rewind with the Odyssey app. But last week, I compared what I think Logan Thomas will do this year to the career season that Chris Cooley had about 10 years ago for Washington, 12, 15 years ago. That's the kind of impact I think he can have, where he's a guy that he's got sure hands, right? We throw it to him on third down, you know he's going to catch it and get the first down. But a lot of things that Chris Cooley did that people sleep on is Chris Cooley would make the catch and rumble and bumble upfield for another 10 or 15 yards and be hard to tackle. And I think Logan, we saw that in preseason, he's going to try to truck every single person. Every time he gets the ball, he's not going to go down without a fight. Uh, he's going to push for every extra yard. I think he can be huge. I, I think he can be tremendous this year uh, for Washington at the tight end position. I'm really looking forward to it. Let's take more of your phone calls next here on 106.7 The Fan, AWOD Weekend Radio with Adam Epstein. Don't go- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Anywhere. Welcome back to DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. I'm Adam Epstein. This is AWOD Weekend Radio. Appreciate all the people calling in or hitting me up on Twitter at AWOD Radio. Welcome to the AWOD Army. You're a part of the show. Everyone that calls in is a part of the show or that tweets the show. It's the mo- I like to say it's the most interactive show in the DMV. 
If uh, if you want to get your take out there, you can always tweet me at AWOD Radio or call 1-800-636-1067. And we were talking about the Washington football team during the break here with my producer, Sean. And we were talking about, man, the offense needs to give the defense some rest. Even though it was just preseason, it was a lot of three and outs. And I think that will be the downfall for this team this season if it happens in the regular season. Because no matter how good your defense is, you know, now how many pro bowlers or playmakers you have, they're going to get tired if they're playing 40 minutes in a 60-minute game. you got to find a way to get them some rest by having your offense sustain drives, get downfield, put points on the board, or get past the 50-yard line so when they come back out there, they, they pin the defense, you know, they pin the other team's offense uh, deep, in, so deep into their territory. And, and so I think that's going to be a big thing for this defense, or excuse me, for this offense is just stay on the field, convert third downs, and even if you don't get points on the board, give your defense a chance to rest. Uh, but 1-800-636-1067, 1-800-636-1067. The question is, what three things need to happen for the Washington football team to win nine games this season? Let's keep it going here. we got my girl Sabah, North Carolina. What's going on? Hey there, AWOP or the AWOP Army. Sorry, I'm, I'm feeling distracted right now. I might, might lose my train of thought because my, my daughter's at Lifetime Fitness Center now. She had, saw four dogs stuck in a car, oh, and man. she's been watching that car for like over 10 minutes, and she even went in there to talk to the people. Like, oh, we get that complaint all the time. They do nothing about it. I, I They're going to like that. die of heat stroke in that thing. I, I know. They're like barking to death and everything in there. I don't know. It's just crazy. So yeah. I told her to call 911. <laughs> And tell the cops to go over there and break that car in or something. I don't know, because it's not right. But yeah. I don't know if there's any uh, animal emergency control number you call. I don't even know. I, I Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't know the answer. But let's get to the, the Washington yes, football sir. team here, something that Red I do know team. about. Uh, yes, so, sir. So give me your three things that need to happen for this team to win nine games this year. Okay. Uh, Tyler Haneke or Cal Allen have to be our starting quarterback. That's one thing. Number two is um, offensive line play and running the ball. Number three, well, maybe I have four. Number three is um, no turnovers. And the, really the, the most important thing is we need to win six division games. That's all six? Not gonna you, win mean, many do you think we're going to win all six? No, I'm not. I think we're, gonna, we're not going to win more than five games this year. I'm saying you telling me how can we do this, right? Yeah. It's got to be the division games. We've got to win six. At least five, but we got to win six. I don't see three more wins. Where, where do you see the other three wins at? I mean, Carolina's on the schedule. That's a win. Yeah, we lost to them last year. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I mean, we beat the Falcons. We are people's bye week. You I, know. Think we, I think we beat the Falcons. I think we beat the Chargers. And uh, with, I think we beat the Vegas Raiders. With who at quarterback? You, you, I get it. You you don't like Fitzpatrick at all, but, you, I but it's not that I don't like him. Right, but you're just, Heineke, okay, you think Heineke is the him. answer. You think Heineke is the answer. So let's say Heineke starts. Okay, if Heineke's yeah. starting, give me some reasons why this team will win nine games. Because I, I think it sounds like you're saying even if Heineke starts, this team's going to win five games. You're not a fan of this team anymore. You don't think this team is I'm good not, enough. I love the team. Here's what I'm telling you: If Heineke starts and we win one game, then we know he's not the answer. If Heineke starts to win nine, he might be the answer, so we don't have to keep looking in the future. Same thing with Allen. If um, Fitzpatrick starts and we win nine games and win the division and lose in the playoffs, what have we gained? Nothing. We're still in the same exact spot. You're going to pay Fitzpatrick $20 million next year because he had a decent year this year? I don't think so. He's a Band-Aid. He was an insurance policy, and for some reason we've now made him the, quote, answer to the wrong question. 
question. Well, I, I think that you might be infl- I think you might be inflating the impact of the quarterback. I get it. Your franchise quarterback, you need a good quarterback to win games, but there have been yes. plenty of teams that win ten games, make it all the way to the Super Bowl with a Rex Grossman yep. or a Trent Dilfer. Exactly. So why not have a young one? Whatever Fitzpatrick can do this year, Haneke or Allen can do. They all can be game managers. So, but you're anything, saying you think, the answer, you think the answer is manager. in the future of solving a quarterback. I'm just talking about this season, though, with the people uh-huh. we have on the roster winning nine games, yeah. though. Limit turnovers. Limit turnovers win all your division games. That's the only way it's going to happen. And I'll be rooting. I'll be in my dream seat rooting. I'll be at the game number one. I'm going. So I am a fan, trust me. But you I won't be happy unless you get Taylor Heineke in the game. Well, it's just I'll know that even if Fitzpatrick plays and we do okay, it's, it doesn't help me going forward. But I'm, I'm, telling I, you that, you know, I'm telling you that teams have won a Super Bowl with worse than Ryan Fitzpatrick. So wouldn't you hope yes. that we win a Super Bowl this year, even if you don't have your answer at quarterback? Oh, yeah. Like if Ryan Fitzpatrick starts and we win a Super Bowl, then it was worth it. But anything less, it won't be worth it because he's not the answer for the future. But if we win the Super Bowl, I don't care about the future. I'll give you 10 more years of being horrible. <laughs> Great call. I appreciate you. As always, 1-800-636-1067 is the number. Uh, we got a tweet from Big Grocery. What, what a tremendous name on Twitter. Big Grocery. Uh, must love to shop. He says, we got to hit more field goals. Uh, obviously, uh, he's not a big fan of Hopkins, neither am I. Fitz plays a quality 14 games, and we stay healthy. Uh, Joe B tweets me, one, no bad fits. And I understand that. You can't have Fitzpatrick be terrible at all. Uh, you can't have any Fitz tragic games or we'll, we will lose. I'm talking about like uh, two first half interceptions would be terrible. Two, avoid the injury bug. And three, an improved run D. Uh, that's my from my guy Joe B on Twitter. 1-800-636-1067. Last caller here up against the break. Let's go to Scott in Silver Spring. Scott, what's your thoughts, man? What three things hey, need yeah. to happen? Hey, uh, I just want to weigh on the conversation y'all just had because, I mean, I, I, I obviously she knows football. I'm not trying to, you know, say she doesn't. But, I mean, I mean, this coaching staff knows Heineke better than anybody in the league. And, and if they're, they're deciding to start this Patrick, it's not because it's not the best decision for the team. Right. I mean, everybody acts like Heineke's one, two years out of school. He's 29. He's, he's not – He's not a rookie. He's not. He's he's considered a journeyman at this point, mm-hmm. and he's a, he was a journeyman that wasn't even in the league until you know we had all our situations at quarterback last year. So, right. well, I no, mean, the Scott, I, Scott, I think I think you bring up the biggest point, which is what I've been saying is that trust in Ron Rivera. If he says Fitz is the starter, that's who you roll with. Exactly. Exactly. What what is he? What's he going to put us in a? He, is he? Got a crush on Fitzpatrick? No, he wants to win. Right, right. I don't think he cares about who's making more money this season. He just wants to win games. So, Scott, give me your three things that need to happen for Washington to win nine games. Uh, the defense has to play to the level that everybody thinks they can play to. Yep. Fitzpatrick has to just manage the game. He, he, With the defense we have, he has a better defense than he's ever had before behind him. Yeah. So, he does, he just he doesn't have to make the great plays. He has to make the plays to keep us in the game and 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 to keep the ball in our hands. And the third thing is, you know, Hopkins and the rest of the rest of the special teams have to play quality football throughout the season. Yeah, no, special teams always worries me, man. I I, I wish we had a game a game changer back there returning punts or a kicker that I can fully rely on. 
Yeah, that'd be nice, but, you know, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> Great call, Scott. I really appreciate it. Coming up next year on 106.7 The Fan, it's a mix of my two favorite things. Reality TV game shows, Survivor, and the Washington football team. That's my guy Brandon Shapiro, uh, the host of the Surviving Snyder podcast. He was on the show Survivor, so I'll get a little bit inside about my favorite show. and Maybe he can put it into the ear of, of Jet Probst that when, if he ever wants to step down, I'm ready to replace him. And we'll talk about the Washington football team with him next here on 106.7 The Fan. At AWOD Radio is where you can find me on social media. My guy Al Rashid, big fan of the show. He tweets me, when does Survivor debut? Uh, I believe it comes back Wednesday, September 22nd. And join me right now on the hotline. My guy Brandon Shapiro appeared on the show, Survivor. What's going on, Brandon? Adam, it's great to be here. I love the intro, man. I, I am excited to be here. A huge fan of the station. Been listening to you guys. Listen to the junkies ever since... Uh, well, since since you guys were JFK and, and, and have been with you since, awesome lineup. So this is a thrill for me. Oh, that's awesome, man. I just tweeted, there's two things that AWOD loves, and that's Washington football team and the show Survivor. Uh, it's been a, a big part of my life ever since. Uh, I think I think what happened for me was uh, I was hanging downstairs in my house uh, growing up. I was probably in like fourth or fifth grade, and I was playing video games with my friends, and I came upstairs, and my parents were like, Adam, we're watching this brand-new show and these people are eating spider eggs, and they're eating crazy things. And I was like, what is this, Fear Factor? And they're like, no, it's Survivor. So that's how I got started with the show, and I've been a fan ever since. Uh, it's been one of my favorite things uh, every single year. Uh, how did you get into Survivor? You know, I, I just, it was a, I'm old enough that, uh, that I was, I was a, I'm, I'm 45. So it came out, you know, when I was, I don't know, gosh, in my early 20s. Right. And it was a cultural phenomenon. Like in the first couple seasons, there were there were like fifty million people watching the finale. So it was just every it was like water cooler talk, right? And I watched it and I thought, you know, I'm not that good at anything in particular, but I think I could be pretty good at that, right? Like the the skill set that you need to be good at Survivor. I thought I, thought, I, I could do that. So I started applying back in 2001, and I applied every year from 2001 to 2015. Wow! And then finally, uh, finally broke through and got on the show. Wow, and so just so our audience knows, tell, tell them a little bit about yourself, your background. You're from Herndon, Virginia. You've been a, a fan of this Washington football team and uh, you know, born and raised in this area. Why don't you let the audience know what you do? Yeah, so, um, so I grew up in this area. I grew up uh, in Northern Virginia, went away to college, but then settled back here. So I've been here pretty much my whole life. Huge, um, huge Washington football team fan. Kind of grew up in it. It's just in my blood. And and, um, and, and, you know, it's funny, the two things above all things in life that I probably love outside of my family and friends are uh, the Washington football team and survivors. So, um, <laughs> I, I'm a teacher in the area. I teach a middle school up in Fairfax County public schools. Now I've done various things, but that's kind of what I'm what on right now. And, uh, uh, Franklin middle school, which is in Chantilly, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so, yeah, I, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the background is I'm, I'm a Northern Virginia guy, uh, born and raised and, and, um, and have been a, a football fan and, um, and a survivor fan from the jump. So let's start with this, the question that I put out there on Twitter and took calls on earlier in the show. What three things need to happen for this team to win nine games? Well, um, I, th- I think w- one of the big things is going to be linebacker play. And so... I, th- I have confidence that Jamin Davis is going to be 
a dude, but I don't know whether he's ready to be a dude right now. And and you know, obviously the the defensive line is is fantastic, and I think the secondary is much improved and maybe maybe even very good. But that linebacker core is, is suspect, or at least it's thin, I think, at, at best. Yeah. And so um, if Jamin Davis isn't ready to ball out right now, I think it could be, it could be tough. Um, because, it, you know, I think this team's going to need to vault into that solidly top five defense um, in, order, in order to win nine games. And particularly given the schedule, right? I'm, you know, you've talked about that. I mean, it's, just a, it's a killer schedule outside the division. So I think if he comes along fast, I think, I think that's going to be key. Um, that's number one. Number two, I, you know, obviously with with Ryan Fitzpatrick, if if we see if we see the version of him that we've seen for the last couple of years, I think we're going to be fine. You know, everybody talks about the Fitz magic, Fitz tragic thing. It's been a lot more magic than tragic lately. I, you know, his his career trajectory has been on the upswing. Um, so I think if we see the version of him that we've seen in the last you know eighteen twenty four months, I think we'll be fine. Um, and then the third thing is. Uh, you know how injuries right last year yeah we, we had almost no injuries I mean we kind of had everything broke our way and uh and you you wonder when the luck's going to run out so I think if they can stay relatively injury free they can probably eke out you know something like a 500 record look I, I think they're going to be better than they were last year this is the best roster I think they've had in many years I'd agree but but man it's a tough schedule outside the outside of division so I think they could be better I think they are better but I'm predicting something like, I don't know, eight and nine. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Vegas has it perfectly with eight and a half as their prediction. I, I took the over, uh, but, man, I, I could see it blowing up in our face and us winning five or six games, but I could also, uh, you know, seeing us win nine or ten. Uh, but it, it's going to be interesting. I think you're right. The defense needs to be top five. Uh, but I also thought it's interesting. There's a lot of players that have been on Survivor that are Washington football team fans. Like, how, how does that happen? Do they just love grabbing people from the DMV, or is this DMV such a mixing uh, mixing pool that everyone has DMV ties, even if they you know they don't live here? How is that possible? You know, it's funny you say that because I I feel like the opposite, man. You know, there have been something like to this point, there have been something like. I don't know, 600 people that have played Survivor. And so when we started this podcast, Surviving Snyder, it's Survivor people. It's my friend Dalton Ross who covers the team for Entertainment Weekly, and then Rick Devins who played a couple years after me and almost won the game. And we all have ties to the area, so, so we're all team fans, and we've been kind of looking around as we do the podcast. We try to get a guest, like a, somebody who covers the team, right? So we've been lucky enough to get, to get J.P. Finley, you know, your guy J.P., and, and Danny Ruye on the, on the show, yeah. and, and Ben Standing and all those kind of guys, right? Michael Phillips. But we also try to get uh, a survivor guest to kind of loop those people in, the people who are really into the show, and, and there aren't that many of us, right? I mean, it's easy. P- people, you know, Dallas fans and Giants fans and, you know, Philly fans fall out of trees, but with, with Washington, there just aren't that many. You know, we've got my guy Sebastian who played with me, but right. other than that, we're scrounging to find them. So, uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a it's a relatively big club of survivor people, but but I'm having trouble coming up with uh with the hardcore survivor or hardcore Washington football team fans. Yeah, well, I I knew you had Sebastian on the show and I, I listened to the episode most recently with uh with my guy from the Richmond Times, uh Michael Phillips and I heard Danny Ruye on the show. Uh and so here's here's something I want to get into because knowing about you and your history 
but you didn't have the most success on Survivor. But you look at you, a guy like you, like you're in such good shape, man. Like you would think, man, you'd knock it out of the park. But it's such a tough game. What was the biggest struggle for you? Yeah, it's funny, man. Like I, so I prepared for for a long time. I told you I was applying for 15 years, and mm-hmm. and I had all these grand visions of how it was going to go, and and things went sideways from the jump. So you know the game. Look, anybody that doesn't win Survivor is going to tell you that there's a there's an element of luck in it. Anyone that wins it's going to tell you it's all skill. But, but um, you know, you do have to catch a few breaks. And the tricky thing is that it's a game for those who are not that familiar with it. It's tricky because it's not just about surviving the elements, but you, you're trying to convince, on the one hand, convince the people out there with you that you're, you know, that you have um, incentives that are aligned and that you're on the same team. On the other hand, if you look too strong, they're going to want to get rid of you. Because right. in the end of the game, you're voting for somebody to win the game. And so you want to get to the end. The whole trick is you want to get to the end with people that you think you can beat. So if you look too strong, that's not a good thing. So it's a, it's a, tough, it's a tough dynamic. Now, I, I'll say the thing that, that got me, you talk about being in good shape, is that I was, I was maybe in too good a shape. Or I, I'll say I was too lean. If I could do it again, I would have come in overweight. I mean, I would have come in probably, you know, 15 pounds heavier because <laughs> – I was losing. I was losing a pound a day out there, wow. and by the end, I mean I looked like uh, like Gollum, man. Like I was <laughs> so skinny and shriveled up. Like I could I could barely walk straight, right? So yeah. so coming in with a little bit of extra pounds. So anybody out there who's listening who who makes it on the show one day, you got about five or six weeks before you from when you get on to when you know when you know you're on to when you get out there. Eat you know go to McDonald's. Eat, eat plenty <laughs> of. Uh, a Big Macs because you're going to need that weight when you're out there. But you make really good points about the show is that like you you want to be the guy that everyone's like, wow, he's really going to help us win challenges, but he's not going to win and take over the game, and he's not going to be Malcolm. He's not going to be the strongest guy around and, and that kind of a player. So it is a, a very tough thing because – uh, you know, you've seen so many guys that are dominant, and then as soon as you get to the merge, everyone, they got a huge target on the back. People want to get rid of them right away. And so I, I think the biggest thing that I think about, and, and I haven't played the game, obviously, but watching the show and I've seen every season, my biggest thing is it starts early on. You have to make sure that your original tribe is winning the early challenges so you're not voting a guy off every day. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the game has changed over time. So when it started 20 years ago, basically the way it worked was if you were annoying or lazy or couldn't contribute anything, they'd just vote you out, right? Right, right. But then people got wise. They're like, wait a second. Like, I want the lazy guy next to me at the end of the game. I, you know, I want the person that everybody But in my opinion, because- Brendan, that's, you're doing it wrong if you're doing that because you're going to end up losing challenges with some weak guy that you think you're, gonna, you're better than. Yeah, it's tricky. So the, the, best, the best situation to be in is in that situation where you basically win all the, all the um, challenges pre-merge. And, and if you look at it statistically, a lot of the people that, that go really far, either make it to the end of the game or win the game, are people that just are not at risk early on, right? So there are times where, like, there are people who have played the game recently who don't go to a tribal council, which, for those listening at home, that's where you go vote somebody out of the game. They, they're not even at risk. They don't go to tribal council until halfway through the game. Um, because their team just keeps winning and winning and winning. So, um, so yeah, there's a lot to be said to be on a strong tribe. And and, uh, and my tribe, we did our fair share of losing um, from the <laughs> from the get go. So it was, it was a tough road. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan AWOD Weekend Radio. 
Uh, super excited to be talking to my guest right now, Brendan Shapiro uh, from Survivor 36 Ghost Island. You can follow him on Instagram at Brandon underscore Shapiro or on Twitter, Brandon Shapiro one. And I've been talking to a lot of my friends about getting you on the show here. And I was talking about how, man, some of these reality game shows have survived so long from MTV's The Challenge. You have The Amazing Race. And for Survivor, what I think makes them so unique is the host. I mean, how smooth is Jeff Probst? How cool is he? He's got such a great voice. He gets me excited. Uh, I love the way he describes the the challenges every time. Uh, you know, I love his famous thing of the tribe has spoken, blah, 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 you're gone. I, I mean, how cool is he? Yeah, man, they got lightning in a bottle with, with Jeff. So the two things that struck me having played the game about him. One is what you see on TV is pretty much what you get. Like, there are no second takes. So, for example, <laughs> if he's explaining how a challenge works or he's asking us questions at Tribal Council or whatever, he never, he never stops things and redoes it. Like, it's right. a, he's a one-take dude, right? One-take so, Jake. <laughs> it, 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 seriously, it's incredible. Like, yeah. it, so he's super skilled in that way. The other thing I think about him, that, that, and part of the reason I think the show has lasted as long as it has and has been as, as successful as it has, is that he just brings a, a amazing energy. So before the game, what happens is they fly us all out, and we, you know, we can't talk to each other because they don't want anyone making alliances or making deals before the game starts. Every, any, they want all the action to happen on camera, right? So, so we're all sitting there being silent, you know, kind of in the same space, and Jeff comes in, and he gives us, like, this pregame pep talk. And I'm telling you, dude, like, I had goosebumps as he's getting <laughs> us fired up to play this game. And he feels it. Like, he brings the most genuine energy to this thing. And he's been doing this. We're on season 41 right now. Um, and, you know, I, I was on season 36, and I felt like it was his first time doing it. Like, he brings <laughs> that kind of energy. So, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, it, 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 it's, uh, I think he's a big part of it. So I'll be curious to see whether – you know how long he keeps going. I know. I believe me. I I, I need I need him to g- keep going long enough to finally my fame rises in DC radio, so where CBS can give me a call because I that would be my dream. I want to host a game show. Uh, I don't think I would be good enough at Jeopardy. Like I I can't get through the questions, but I think Survivor or something like that would be perfect for me. I'm joined by Brendan Shapiro here, who was on Survivor Survivor 36, and being just such a fan of the show, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you how much I loved. Season 40. I, I thought it was by far the best season ever. It was a season for the fans, for the people that had watched for 20-plus years. Uh, what did you think of season 40? I thought it was so unique. I, I thought the new coins were really cool. I think it was so much fun seeing Boston Rob and Amber back in the game but not working together. Uh, it, it was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was really cool. We knew they were going to do something big for 40. I knew that, that big round number, it was 20 years of Survivor and the 40th season. And we had heard rumors that it was going to be an all-winter season, and, and, and it panned out really well. It was awesome. It's, um, I will say it's not what, it was a great season. It's not one of my top three, I'd say, but it was a really, really good one. And to see all those, those Survivor legends out there was cool. You know, Boston Rob, I hadn't had a chance to meet him. I've, I've been lucky, having played, to get a chance to meet a lot of the people that have played. And I had never met him before we had him on our Surviving Snyder podcast. And, and we had him on the very first one, and he was awesome. Like, he's... You can tell why he's been on that show so many times because mm-hmm. you can tell a great story and and um, yeah, so it's 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 fun, man. It was fun seeing all those people out there and and um, and especially for me, you know, I I grew up like a huge fan of the show, so to get to to meet some of those folks that were out there on 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 the island for forty before they played and then watch them sort of knowing them just a little bit was pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, last question here because I'm running out of time. Do you think that we will ever get to see you back on the show? And, and then just to, to go off of that here, I, I think Survivor villains ha- have been something that is so cool just to see guys really shine for doing either dumb things or things they're 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 going against people's backs, making promises and, and then not coming through. And, and a guy like Russell Hans, I think he changed the show forever with like how evil he was and how methodical. And it's just been so much fun to watch. Yeah, well, as far as me playing again, I I think if if they have like a Survivor Flunkies edition or something, you know, guys didn't make it very far. <laughs> um, but maybe I've got a shot. I don't know. I'd love to do it. I think it's probably pretty long odds, but uh, but you know they know my number, so I I drop everything in a heartbeat. Yeah, as far as the villains are concerned, I mean, they, I think that's what makes the show go is the personalities and yeah. you know, opposing forces, and so um, having guys like that out there is is um, is, is incredible. And, and so I'm I'm looking forward to the seasons coming up and you know want to see who who jumps out cuz you know you know there're going to be some people out, some big personalities out there so I'm excited to see it. Yeah, I I think if I was on the show I'd be so terrible but uh, and I think I would probably lose 25 pounds which would probably be good for me. I I just think there's like a few challenges that I think I would be really good at like the basketball one where you're kind of just shooting it in the thing and maybe I'd be okay at puzzles. But I, I guarantee you I'd be voted out from tribal council because I'd piss off someone on my tribe easily. <laughs> <laughs> well, well man, you, you should start applying. I'd love to see you out there. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Awesome, man. Hey, I'm going to have to have you back on throughout the season, man, talk Washington football and Survivor. Last a couple years ago, I did like a Survivor's Survivor pool where we ended up like picking who we thought would advance and not get voted out. And it happened yep. to be the season where Adam won. And I went with Adam because yep. my name's Adam every single week. And that was so much fun, man. So I'm definitely going to have to have you back on the show. Anytime. I'd love to do it. Awesome. Really appreciate you. That's Brendan Shapiro. I'm Adam Epstein here on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back. DC Sports Radio 106.7 The Fan. Almost done with hour two of AWOD Weekend Radio. If you missed any of the show, you can check out the podcast at the Overtime 106.7 The Fan Feed or rewind with odyssey.com. And Mike Clay of ESPN put out his preseason top 10 power rankings. And I want to know if you guys agree or disagree. Sean, number 11 on the list was the Washington football team. So just so you know, we don't hate Mike Clay. We're happy with number 11 on the list. For preseason power rankings, we're cool with that. Off to a good start. Off to a good start with Washington being number 11, right outside the top 10, peeking in, ready to pounce with Chase Young. But let's go through this uh, top 10 list here, and I'll give you my opinion. Number 10, the Tennessee Titans. Number 9, the Dallas Cowboys. Number 8, the Buffalo Bills. Number 7, the Minnesota Vikings. 6, Seattle Seahawks. 5, Baltimore Ravens. 4, Kansas City Chiefs. 3, Green Bay Packers. Two Cleveland Browns, one Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I cannot believe he had Dallas at number nine. That's what I was about to say. Really? Like, I don't understand. No that. way! No way! I mean, come on! I, I I don't agree with that at all. Minnesota at number seven. I, I can't believe he put them in their top ten. I, I would have changed that a lot. Uh, I'm fine with the rest of the list, but I would change the order personally. I'm putting Baltimore and Kansas City ahead of the Cleveland Browns. I think Cleveland could be really good this year, but I'm not I'm not putting them ahead of Baltimore or Kansas City. I think they're going to be fighting for a wild card spot. And I'm also shocked that the LA Rams didn't make the list. 
a team that was good last year. They made the playoffs last year. They improved at quarterback. They're still good on defense. They're going to be great defensively. And if Matt Stafford is decent, they'll be a really good team and a tough team to beat. What did you think of the list? Um, with the Rams, didn't they just lose their like their starting running back like early before the season started or preseason started? Forgot his name. I, I don't know if that. It. I don't know if that's the reason why mm-hmm. they're not on the list. But like you said, I don't. I do not agree with the Dallas Cowboys, and I think the Browns are up too high, number two. I just right. don't trust Baker Mayfield. I think that was his hot take. You know, that was that's, a, take. that's how okay. you get on ESPN. You gotta have a hot take like that. You get the people going. Yeah, like we're doing yeah. right now. Pretty oh much. yeah. You know how many people are poo pooing on the Browns right now? One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. I should mention that I am. Uh, I'm doing an AWOD Army listener league. I got twelve listeners. Who uh, call in throughout the throughout the weeks and months of the show, and we got a listener league draft that's coming up today at six p.m. And we got Greg and Remington. Greg, you're on the fan with Adam Epstein. Hey, Greg, how you hey, doing? Hey, Adam, how you doing? Good. Yeah, good. Can you hear? Can you hear me? Yes, I can, man. Uh, okay, good. I just out cutting the grass. I just want to take a few minutes off to call in and say, uh, looking forward to tonight's draft, and uh, looking forward to. Uh, Taking everybody's money this year because I'm, <laughs> uh, you know, you got to talk a little, a little trash. Well, that, that's but what I, I was wondering, man. Is like, it, do people that, view AWOD Army fans as as dummies? Do you think these are all dummies in the league? You're going to just take their money easily? Actually, I don't. I don't know any of them, <laughs> um, uh, and I'm not trying to be. I'm trying not to be cocky or anything. I've, <laughs> I've been doing it for like 30 years, and I'm in like three leagues every year. And but uh, this this is just a, another challenge, and it's kind of fun. Being able to do it with you, you know, I listen to you on the on the weekends when I when I can. Yeah. So I just I just wanted to call in uh, before tonight's draft and. Uh, yeah, Greg, I, I think it's gonna be other... a lot of fun throughout the throughout the year, and and hopefully we'll have more callers like you call in that are in the league, and and we can kind of create a little community there uh, of the AWOD Army. But let me ask you, Greg, if you have the number one pick in the draft tonight, who are you taking, and why? I'm taking Dalvin Cook. Oh really? Because, Over Derrick Henry? Yes. Um, I have Henry in another league, uh, in a Yahoo league, and what I try to do is not not get uh, players that I have in other leagues in case you know, that player say goes down. Yeah. That way I'm screwed in. I'm screwed <laughs> in. You know, two leagues. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, going going with Henry would be a good you know a good fit too, but. Uh, I wanted to get, uh, I, we did an auction draft, a live auction draft from my workplace on Friday night, and uh, it was an auction for every player, yeah. which was interesting. Yeah. And uh, I tried to get Cook, and, uh, you know, I had a budget set for each position, and uh, he went up to about 39 bucks. I had to back off. <laughs> but I will tell you, I got Najee Harris and Antonio Gibson as my two running backs in that league. So right. I love that, you know, man. That should be okay. Hey, yeah. Rick, I'm looking forward to it, man. I appreciate you calling in. And and joining the league, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That's the AWOD Army Listener League. You can tweet me at AWOD Radio, as always, throughout the show. Coming up next, DC United defender Steven Birnbaum. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. He's been on the show before. Uh, I would like to say he's a friend of the show. He's a great guy to have on, and I look forward to talking to him next here on 106.7 The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.